This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. So essentially, we're back. <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Wildcat Dojo Conversations is back. Tell your friend. <laughs> Definitely tell great. your friend. And of course, you can hear Randy's with us. Actually, I'm glad everybody's here. It is such a pleasure to be with everybody again. Us. We're going to pick up talking about how we continue the growth of character in the dojo at the intermediate level. And so the first thing I want to do is remind you, our very first podcast is about basic character development, how it starts the minute you walk in the dojo. And I'm going to suggest you run back and take a listen to that one. At the end of the Samurai Philosophy episode, we went over the five animals as they are taught in Goju. And that's where we'll pick up. All styles have animals. Yes, they do. And some of them for their philosophical qualities and some of them for their movement qualities. And like there's the one style of Kung Fu that's called Praying Mantis. Really? I've never heard of that. And isn't there a Drunken Monkey Kung Fu also? True, there is. That's what I was just thinking of. And I I tell the story about how that guy used to come out and compete when I was a a full-time competitor and he made the coolest moves. Boy, everybody wanted to always move like that because he had some cool moves on him. So if you know of a style that doesn't have an animal baseline, yes, let us know. We want to know that, don't we, Landon? Yes, we do. Again. And as always, right? Yes. And let's each take one way to get in touch. Which one are you going to take, Landon? I'll take the newest and it's probably going to be my favorite, is our voicemail or text at 954-350-1915. What would be your favorite, Randy? Uh, the Facebook? I, I, I don't know all the, the means. Yeah, Facebook's an easy one at Wildcat Dojo. It's, it's, it's a super easy one, and I do get a lot of messages there. I have some listener mail to read, but I don't expect to get to it today. And that leaves which one? Dojo Conversations at AOL.com. Oh, yeah. And there's the webpage, wildcatdojo.com. Click on Dojo Conversations. That's where you can see pictures and stuff. That's it. It's a fun one. And you can get every episode there, too. All righty. The intermediate level of character development stuff starts to get mashed together. Some things the karate person remembers right away. And sometimes it just takes years and years before finally it enters into someone's memory enough to become part of their daily life. In my dojo, somewhere around advanced white, which is sixth Q, we begin to broaden out the discussions to include new and bigger ideas. Thus, and Q, which is not spelled with the actual letter Q, being spelled K-Y-U, means a rank below black belt in our style, USA Goju Federation. But according to our very good friend Google, The word means a grade or rank in various Japanese activities, such as martial arts, flower arranging, and the game of Go, which I never knew that it went across multiple hobbies. Art forms. I didn't know, but I didn't know it was in the game of Go. That part's cool to know, right? Did you know that, Randy? No, I didn't. Interesting. Yeah, And it does literally translate down to boy. Right. Yes. Us. Which maybe some of us girls might take offense to if we were sensitive. I am not personally sensitive about that. Are you, Jackie? No, I'm not sensitive. But if, if someone were sensitive, I would just say child. Oh, there you go. Sort of gender-free. As I mentioned, at the end of the Samurai podcast, we did start by telling you about the five animals in our system. From there, the instructor can branch out in a few different directions. 
to my knowledge, both of the directions that I'm going to speak of were introduced to Goju by Master Collegian. Today, I'm going to tackle the moral code of the warrior. And please don't misunderstand. He didn't invent the idea of the moral code. Every fighting corps throughout history, be it the samurai, the knights of the round table, or any indigenous people within any land have all had their own code of conduct. Let's just brainstorm some synonyms for conduct. Did anybody find anything? I did. What did you find, Lynn? I found performance, actions, acts, and habits. Oh, those are good. What did you find, Jackie? I found behavior and the carriage of the person. And I found deportment, manners. Okay, a cursory search I did told me that the core values of the Marines are honor, courage, and commitment. I definitely think that's worth a shout out right there to say if you may be listening to this and you may have military background and I maybe didn't get that information correct, we definitely would like to hear from you, wouldn't we? Yes. Yes. Okay. So we're going to start with a couple of other cultures. Landon, you want to start me out? A sensei. So Marawara warriors' um, core values were respect, empowerment, accountability, fairness, and confidentiality. Or being able to keep a secret. Yes. Randy, do you have the knights one in front of you or you don't have that up? I have that up, sensei. Go ahead and handle it. The core values of knights were chivalry, honesty, honor, valor, and loyalty. So basically what you can see here is that what we said over and over again is true. Every fighting corps has some sort of value system, some sort of moral code by which they live. So from that point, let's pick up with Master Collegian and what he set forth as his moral code. And I just want to lay the caveat in now for sure that everybody knows this is from my memory with my teacher. Any mistakes are solely on the part of me. And I would love to hear from you if your memories differ a little bit. That would be nothing but a learning experience for us, right? And show how when different people hear things, they hear them differently. Which sounds redundant, but isn't. And I did just say that karate people pick things up when they finally pick it up. That's right. His code was honor, loyalty, courage, compassion, wisdom, and justice. And he would interchange benevolence with compassion, and he would interchange bravery with courage. His number one personal virtue was honor, or again, so my memory tells me. Before we talk about each one, one important thing to remember here is that these words can be connotated to examine others' behavior externally, but that isn't what is meant to do. The code is for the person to examine their attitude, their actions, and even their intent. So my personal code is for me to examine my attitudes, actions, and intentions. So it is, do I act in a way that is honorable to me? Not does the guy in daily life act honorable towards me, because that would drive you crazy, right, guys? Yes. Yes. When you flip that table like that, it really gives you a whole new perspective. I think so. On what we're talking about. Yes. And it's not to evaluate someone else. It's only to evaluate oneself. That's what it's meant for. That's what the code is meant for. So let's round robin some quick things that come in our head. So I use the word connotation to mean that for things like honor, like to to act in an honorable way to me is to treat people respectfully, to be truthful to yourself and to what you tell other people. I'd say it's also to do what you say you're going to do. If you say you're going to do it, do it. That's a good one. Yeah, for sure. 
Us, I agree with Randy. That's a tough I guess one. He, he just gave us the business. I'm sorry. I stole the really good one. I also want to say where honor is concerned that I think that there is a level of patience in there. Us. Oh. I think it would have to be. A hundred percent. Or a word that we learned last podcast, stoicism. Stoicism. Oh, yeah. That could work. Because that means, you know, you're going to get down to the business of it. That's right. Without any kind of uh, adjective talking about it. Or what are those three-letter words called when people say but? Conjunctions. Yeah. Or conjunctions either, right? Conjunction. That's my (laughs) function to make an excuse. (laughs) Okay. Moving on to loyalty, I talk to kids about loyalty all the time, and I do use the word truthfulness when I talk about loyalty, because in our system, we have the loyalty to ourselves and our family, and what we know is the right thing to do. So I do use the words honesty and truthfulness when I talk about that. What other words would you guys put with that? Following another person, but not because you want something from them, but because you believe in what they are saying and doing. Oh, that's interesting. How about doing the right thing by the person, even when it isn't fun? That's, that's good. Or like, um, I think the word I want to use is adherence. Oh, good one. Or devotion. Yes, that's also yeah. a good one. And I think there's a bit of empathy because having loyalty, you got to understand the person that you're being loyal to, to an extent. That's very good true. one, Randy. I like that. So when you move on to courage, obviously, Master Collegian used to use brave interchangeably. And that will definitely work. Just a little aside. I don't know if you guys will laugh because I always did. Whenever he used compassion, he always used courage. And whenever he used bravery, he always used benevolence. And I don't think he knew that it was alliterative, that they started with the same letter. Isn't that cute? (laughs) That's pretty cute. Fun, huh? And I'm going to say, to me, courage is going in the face of fear. Stepping up to do the thing that you have to do, even if you don't want to do it. Huh. I always think of courage is like becoming greater than yourself. There's something that you don't want to do, but you you become a greater version of yourself to do it. That's good. I was, was like going to say one. improving yourself. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Good one. Okay, so moving on. Compassion has a lot of characteristics that you could join in. I'm going to steal yours, Randy, and say in order to have compassion, you really need to be empathetic. You need to feel what somebody else is feeling. Yes. Not only do you need to feel what they're feeling, you need to try to put yourself out of yourself to become part of them. Because you might understand it, but you might not be able to feel what they feel. Okay, so have an understanding of it. Good one. That's true, because you don't want your compassion to override your intelligence. Us. Sometimes we give too much. So pulling yourself back in compassion to do it for the right reason is the best form of it. I think you're going down the tough love lane there. Or the fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Good one. Yes. Both of them good ones, the, the, right? Yes. There's a fine line between being helpful to someone and letting them take advantage There's of you. you. And I don't even know if you understand that completely, Landon, but you might because you live in the, the accurate world to steal one of Master Collegian's favorite sayings. Yes. Okay. Justice. I actually looked up justice for my advanced students one day. I carried the definition around in my karate bag. And the the most interesting thing to me that I found about the word justice is when you look it up in the dictionary, please do. And you'll see this. It means to act in a just way. 
not necessarily to get even. Wow. And then when I talked about it to my brown belts, to my teenage class, they that's what they said. Wow. Because it's all about our actions rather than, say, going to court. Many years ago, one of the black belts brought in a drawing and it had the honor, loyalty, courage, compassion, and wisdom as spokes of a wheel. Mm-hmm. And justice was the wheel around them. And it said that justice was doing the right thing with a capital R to all of these spokes of the code. Very cool. Very cool to know. And I view justice as like, because a lot of people view it as getting even or getting revenge, where sometimes it's just moving on. You're just moving on from something. You're being just to yourself. I actually actually hope we get a little bit of feedback on this because Master Collegian used to say, Revenge is like salt water. It looks like it's going to save your life, but it's actually going to kill you. That's right. Yes. So revenge does feel good in the moment. It does. And we've all done it. Sadly, yes. And revenge is like a false justice. It's like fake justice. That's right. Yeah. And it keeps the poison inside of you for whatever the horrible deeds are that you're getting even from. And we've all had bad things happen to us in our lives. So. Yes. And so I'm going to finish with coming back to wisdom, though, one that's not quite so horrifying and controversial. When Master Collegian used to talk to me about the code, he would encourage all of us to establish our own and shape our own code around our own personal life, not just say the ones that he thought. And I do that same thing for my advanced students. And so when I got to thinking about the code, I added the word technology to my personal code and not just the word wisdom, which when I had conversations with him, he would say they were the same thing to him, but they aren't to me because to me, wisdom is the things that life teaches you. Like how, even though revenge is going to feel good in the end, it, it doesn't feel that good. Where technology is something that I have control over. I can get it by repetition, repetition, repetition. And we talked about it many times during our time together. And he always teased me about how I made it into two words instead of one, making it into more than it needed to be. But he let you keep your thoughts. And I'm not even sure I like to say it that way. Like somebody can't take your thoughts. (laughs) That wouldn't make sense to to me. He didn't, I, I don't know that his intention on his teasing me was to get me to change my mind. I never got that feeling. We just teased each other kind of because, you know, we'd been together for 30 years for crying out loud by that point. A total of 37, but that's a story for podcasts in the back, actually. Well, I think that it's a nice relationship to have with somebody that you guys can respect each other's opinions. And I do try to do that with the advanced students when you guys all agree with that. Definitely. I was going to say the one thing about wisdom or technology knowledge, that whole like sphere, which are separate, but kind of the same is that no one can take it away from you. Nobody can take wisdom or knowledge away from you. You always retain it through your life. And that is why the Master Collegian and I think many teachers before him have always called our technology our gold. Because once you have it, it is yours to make decisions with and decide how outgoing to be with it or how miserly to be with it. While at the same time living under that number one rule, which is nothing's free. Yes. So it's all a very tricky business, isn't it? Yes. Well, if nobody has anything else about those exact code, I do have a little cool story. Should I start on it? Please. Oh, sensei. Okay. Last summer, I was finishing a camp with a few fourth and fifth graders. So they're older and they can remember things. 
at least what they want to remember, right? Yes. <laughs> but I won't lie. They still like games the best. All my kids like games the best. Even adults like games the best, Sensei. Yes. I agree. So I said to them, we've talked a lot this summer about what a karate person should and should not be and say. Sit quiet for a minute and think about what you remember and let's everybody share something. So I got the first young lady, a smart, strong student who really loves training. And she said, I don't remember exactly how you said it, Sensei, but you said the better we get at our fighting, the nicer people we have to try to be. And I was just so floored that somebody after only 10 weeks of knowing me remembered what I think is a pretty advanced thought. Don't you guys think so? <laughs> Definitely an advanced thought. Really advanced. And then she went on to say, it's easy to be nice, her word, when everyone is being nice around you, but it's hard in a lot of situations that I find myself in. <laughs> and so we can imagine a fourth or a fifth grader, they have bullying. They have people talking about you sitting just one table over and teasing you. They have clicks. They have all that stuff that makes it hard to be nice, right? It's very hard. And and those are the grades that it just begins to get more and more difficult. That is a really cool thing that we were only together one summer. That was her takeaway. Pretty cool. A lifelong lesson for 10 weeks. Very adult. Very adult. As I expected, our time is up. So I'm going to finish by saying that simultaneous to the Code of the Warrior, Master Collegian brought the summoning and the dissolving of the elements to all of us in Goju Federation. Again, Master Collegian did not invent them. Um, my research came up with the Chinese as the first to use wood, water, fire, etc., as they relate to our existence biologically, mentally, emotionally, and of course, in a chi line. Do you remember that when we read the Shaolin Monastery story that Peter Urban brings up water, wind, and rock in the philosophy of Bodhidharma himself? I do remember that. I'm glad you brought that up. So like the Code of the Warrior, Master Collegian systemized the elements for us to make it so we could understand them. I always use the word systemized loosely when I talk about Master Collegian, don't I, guys? Yes, for good reason. Yeah, he was a web thinker, not a linear thinker. So everything went out into crazy directions with him. Us. So soon, I don't know when, we're going to get into the elements, and I don't know how because it's a very complicated subject, but we will do that, won't we, guys? Because it'll be fun. Oh, it'll definitely be fun. And then it'll be out there for people to listen to and decide if it's anything for them. Yes, that's true. You'll have to tune in again to hear about the elements. (laughs) Which we would love. And that takes me to a great place to say, we do have our one wonderful sponsor, Honor Athletics, and we do want you to go to her. She is at honorathletics.com or her telephone number. And I'm going to see if I can remember this, Landon. 770-945-5150. Perfect. Can you believe I got that? That's impressive. It's in my memory now. But we are looking for another sponsor. So please, if you know somebody who might be interested in working with me, I'm such an easy person to work with. I swear that's true. Even though if she you really know me, is. If you know me, you're like, she's easy to work with. Um, we would love for you to get in touch and let us know that you would love to work as one of our sponsors. That would be super cool. Yes, it would be. And with that, guys, we're going to close it out. Start me out here, Rand. Say goodbye. Uh, Bye. Hope to be on soon again. We hope to have you. Bye, everybody. This was a great podcast that I hope that you guys enjoyed as well. Thanks for tuning in. 
And you know you're going to hear from us next week. Until then, I'm signing out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.